time for what? It's time to tell you what's up. It's time to say what's happening in the podcast world. It's just three friends and they're chatting together and they're learning stuff and they're sharing thoughts and facts and bangs. Max, come in. And we're learning all of this stuff on this journey called life because it's called what and guess what? It's going to be good for your life. (laughs) Well, I really don't need to do the intro now. (laughs) I think you know everything you need to know. This is a podcast where a few friends tell each other super interesting and exciting stories in a sort of competition to see who's the most edutaining. Mm. And that's about that. Every week, I am your host, Elaine, and joining me is Chelsea Harfouche. And today, we have Max Crumpy on board. Oh my gosh. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Max, would you say you're a competitorio? I think so. Yeah, that's so good. It's a competitorio. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. We all know what it is, and I agree. And it's just a little competitorio. We're all in the same space with it, to be honest. This has already gone so far off the rails. I, know. I don't know what this word is. Yeah, and you not, know what? I don't want to know. Not, I don't want to know. Some things are better left just saying. Well, it's my first dead. fact bag. We're not, what? Oh, 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 what a, oh, what a strange segue, but I'm here for it. <laughs> what an unhinged segue. I'm going to say something and I'm not going to define it. <laughs> Until the very last I thought, moment. I thought maybe there was an inside joke from the podcast that I just wasn't familiar Absolutely with. Absolutely not. And then I was just like, well, oh, from your sometimes expression. Sometimes Chelsea has inside jokes that are just for her. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of them because you have the word competitor and then you have words like proletariat, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And so then I was just kind of combining them. Mm. So it was like a competitor, but it's better. Oh, it's like a it's like a, com- a competitor with flourishes, a competitor. That's exciting. I just went somewhere different. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't know what I'm processing. But, um, you just show Max your cat's asshole. Yeah, she just turned the cat's asshole to me and then the cat farted. It's so stinky. Well, I wasn't going to draw attention to it. I was just trying to get my You're not going to draw good. attention. You picked up your cat and showed Max his asshole. What is draw- What, pray tell, is not drawing attention to it? Showing Max Mamba's asshole was entirely incidental. Oh, the I thought has reached me now. <laughs> yeah, it's three <rough>. um, <laughs> really bad. Um, you know what? We'll all fart, and then that'll make him feel better. Just put in some sound there effects. There are so many layers. Here. It's like a fart lasagna. <laughs> it's rough. It's bad. No, I was just trying to pick him up because he'll be, but be- he'll act better if I'm holding him. Okay, Jesse, from your from your incredible level of mania, I'm going to guess that <laughs> that you had an interesting first week at your new job. I did. It's an oops, real job. <laughs> Uh oh, real job. <laughs> uh oh, real job. Uh oh, this is serious. Uh oh, I have to do things. <laughs> no, I don't mind doing things. I have done things at many jobs. But it's like these things have like actual consequences. <laughs> these things matter to people. And the people that I work with, oh, uh oh, I have like professional respect for. Oh, and they've all no. and they've uh, all made things that like are actually good and I care about. And yes. I'm like, oh, you made that thing. I like that. Uh oh. That's the worst. Uh oh. You should you should um, uh, immediately disrespect all of them. Oh, I was going to say you should immediately quit. Immediately quit. Get out of there. <laughs> no, I just came in and like with an immediate show of dominance, I just simply picked up Mamba and I let him fart sure. like right into the... <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Show your CEO his asshole. No, but that is the part that I'm liking about my job, not anything that you've just said. Right. But our friend, friend of the pod, 
Patrick Matthews was sort of like being like a father figure to me because he Sweet. also has a job where he is remote and the rest of his team's on the West Coast. And he taught me, he's like, oh no, it's great because like technically your work hours are 11 to 7 to match 9 to 5 in right. California. He's like, so you have like an extra like two hours to kind of like get everything sort of like organized so that you can be the one like right at the beginning being like, hello, I have simply done everything. Hi. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Like while you were asleep, like a little sleepy sleeper, <laughs> I was actually like getting things organized. I've been actually working. I've been like simply awake and like doing stuff. Oh my God. On the subject of California, my little old job called running beef company yeah. part of it. The beef um, It's called the, no, it's beef. Bass Drop Beef Company. Wait, no, it's not. It's Bass Drop Cattle Company. What the hell? I thought Anyhow, it was called Beef It's What's For Dinner. It's called Beef It's What's For Dinner dot com dot go. And, um, We've been figuring out um, the shipping logistics. Oh, that's sexy. That's and sexy no, content. I'm going to put a crowd noise in. That's oh. because, because whenever we were shipping everything before, it was in winter. And it's easy because frozen beef, fine. Um, but if you put beef on ground transportation for three days in the summer, nothing good is going to be driving at no. your door. I know that Max explained that pretty succinctly. But can you do that thing when you edit where you like fade out and then fade back in as if he was talking for like 20 yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. Then let me, let me continue <laughs> yeah. on. Like I'm, Keep like going. I'm doing yeah. it. And yeah. So it was really interesting because we had a customer in Northern California that was actually on the four day shipping zone. And whenever we. Guess what? They were happy with it. Oh, good. and they were simply happy. I, I, I didn't hear from them, so I assume they got it. Yeah, or that means or they're, they're sick. Normally, they're they're <laughs> or they're or they're just slopping up. They're beef dead. Yeah, they're yeah. absolutely beef dead. You beefed it. Although everybody has fussy lately. Max, they're all customers fussy. They're hot. Could you give me a clean you beefed it that I can use in future episodes? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's give you some options. Thank you. You beefed it. You beefed it. You beefed it. You beefed it. Very nice. Thank, Thank you. you so much. That is going to come in handy. Just going to beef. <laughs> that was just my alt. I'm going to tag that on the end of it. But that's yeah. my alt. Perfect. That's my alt for that. If yeah. you want to consider that as a take. Yeah. Shall we progress into our oh my gosh. topics? Let's, let's progress. The title of my topic is Quit Horsing Around. Is this about horses? No. But it better not be about horses because you know how I feel about them. Go on. (laughs) Please. They're too big. Mm. We're not allowed to eat them. No. I don't know why in this country, all the other countries, you can eat them just fine. Yep. They're big. They're scary. They're sweet. That's what you say. But have you seen they got the teeth? Did you know that their front, their front legs are mostly uh, a toe, a finger? (laughs) I did know that. Yeah. It's creepy. Their front legs are mostly a finger? It's mostly mostly like a finger based like the a phalange the equivalent of like a phalange is like oh. most yeah like that's a fact bag they're from hell. They're bad. <laughs> I don't like them. We don't have any. We are probably going to get some. And then what I gonna will. going to get them for? Patty wants one. The ranch owner really wants one. And I will probably, you know, very much fall in love with them and yeah. view them as majestic, beautiful creatures. You're going to ride it? Currently. Yes. But also before then, I want to be able to ride um, one of the bulls. They do give you that look, though, don't they? It's like, not not today, but one well, day. That's what I like. You have yeah, to respect them. I will them. kill you. Yes. Yeah, you should respect them. And again. They might give you a little kick. What do they taste like? We don't know. People do eat horse. 
Nuts. No, people do eat horse. Not in America. Okay. In other countries. It's a Well, it's almost now. it's almost as if you could go somewhere else because you're a person. Well, you know what I am? You know what, Chelsea? We're hitting the road. <laughs> We're driving down to Mexico, and I know that you would love it too. We're gonna eat a bunch of horse on through all I the way through Mexico. I have to imagine it wouldn't taste very good. They're not particularly fatty animals. So no, that's not my topic. Shoot for the moon, <laughs> land among the stars, is it eat about, a horse. Is it about just dressage? No. Quit oh. horsing around. It's about Bojack Horseman. No. Is it about behavior in schools? What? No. <laughs> no. Because we got told to quit horsing around. Say, it's about kids dancing. Dancing children. America's, close. Again, close. America's got kids being horses. Kind of. No. <laughs> Talent. Kids, kids, America's got get, kids being horses. Talent. Kids com. stand up comedy. No. I tell you a terrible story. Please. When I was a tot, uh, my parents... <laughs> <laughs> when my when my tot when my tot time was nigh, <laughs> never heard it as a tot. What were you saying? I was a tot. When I was a tot. When my when my tot time was upon my parents. <laughs> It means like it's imminent. It's like this is before you were born. No, no. When it was when it was occurring in real time. Okay, okay. My parents subscribed me to the short-lived Disney magazine that was like Disney Adventures. That sounds um, exciting. And it was like you know like magazine content, but for children. And one time they had a thing that was just like America's funniest kids, and they had like interviews with like five like dumb ass tots who were like stand-up comedians. Were <laughs> you was one of them? You no. <laughs> <laughs> like a real value judgment against these kids performing dumbass tots. Well, so one of the kids, like I learned later, I realized was very clearly like her whole thing was like blonde jokes. But somebody um, like on the editorial team was like, well, you can't do that. So then she told like this really contrived story where she was like, yeah, my whole like stand up is all about like my very dumb friend named Becky. And it'll be like, Becky is so dumb that she saw a sign that said wet floor. So she did. And it's like, that's a blonde joke. But it was a Disney. She transferred it all to <laughs> she, she all transferred it to like this theoretical. Hey. Like somebody had to like navigate that. Can you imagine if like you were like 27 and that was your job as you were an editor oh. for Disney Adventures magazine and you had to navigate like how to make like this kid's stupid non-act about blondes actually just like about some girl named Becky also um, Disney Adventures editorial board if you're still listening I hope you appreciate this scathing fuck you and they you're will never be. gonna be Highlights magazine which I read all the time goofus and gallant for life so you did not guess my topic but what is yours I <laughs> didn't think of my entirety of my title but I knew it was a tomb of the dead and then there's a lot of stuff happening inside of it tomb of the dead where you can get whatever you want yeah and everything. there's a lot of stuff happening inside of it happening. and there's a lot of stuff happening inside of it tomb of the dead is it what like, well, those like uh, San Junipero upload your consciousness when you die situations. Oh, I wish, but no. Is they're not real? Because they're not real. Um, it's, it's <laughs> that's what you think is for. Not literally a tomb, but it is a tomb for the dead, but it's not a tomb. Oh, that's okay. helpful. Is uh, it in an amusement park? Not really. So it's not like a tales from Can the you give a definitive answer to any question? Well, all of these Possibly. things are not in the right space. It is a place. Uh huh. Physical okay. place. Physical place. I want to get stuff. Where you can go. Okay, like I could go. Could go. Is it like a Make-A-Wish shopping mall? <gasps> Is it the Mall of America? I do love the idea of me calling something Make-A-Wish related as a tomb for the dead. <laughs> that that's is just really mean. A wild. Uh, you can get anything hey. you want. Also, you don't have to die to be a Make-A-Wish kid. Let's, you know what? What is their number? <laughs> no, okay. Give them a call. I want to go to Disneyland. 
You have to have a life-threatening illness, uh, which I didn't think about calling them. Just being like, hey, "Yeah, Max, I'm just a me fucking bitch." Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna we're gonna let some beef uh, just sit out for a while and see what happens. Perfect. Um, we'll go to no, Disney. None of these are are correct. A tomb for the dead, where you can get anything you want, and there's yeah. a lot going on inside. And also, if it helps, it's in America. But it's again, it's not Mall of America. No. Do you know that that's like the like human trafficking capital of the United I, States? You know, everywhere's the human trafficking capital. Look it up. Oh. Capitalism. It, it's capitalism. Okay. Is it one of the places in Washington, D.C., like a monument? No. But it is, it does share features with a monument. Oh, is like a phallic? Like big and tall and long? No. Is okay. it like cryo-related? Like somewhere you can go freeze yourself? No. <laughs> I, I really, I think that I need to, I need to share what it is. Oh, you're, just, you're taking it. You're taking the talking stick. Now, I had to buy this um, comfortable sportswear. Yeah. Because it's moisture wicking and it basically makes me less hot when I'm outside. And wet. And less wet. Less hot and less wet. Get it all out of there. Because a wet max is something nobody wants. I want to be dry and I want to be cold. Yeah. And I've got stuff to do outside. So where would I go and buy that at? REI. (gasps) Academy. Bass Pro Shop? Bass Pro Shop! A Tomb for the Dead. Bass Pro Shops. Is it Tomb for Are psychotic? Bass Pro Shops in Memphis, Tennessee. The Pyramid one! Of the Pyramid! So I went to Bass Pro Shops today and it was a lot of fun. It's always a wild thing. If, if you're not from Texas or in a state that has a Bass Pro Shops or a Cabela's, it is basically like the most psychotic, it's such a vibe. gigantic, not quite a mall, but it has all of this outdoor stuff. It's like a it's Walmart. It's cheesecake factory of shopping. <gasps> yeah, but it's also just like the, the tableaus, the, the love that they have put into the absolute gaudiest shit about oh. putting all of these taxidermied animals they everywhere. They to display yeah it, like who it is it is straight culture and i'm here for it and i'm, I'm glad that they have something <laughs> you're gonna want to get important. that fish. yeah it's important and I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy that they're doing it because it is really just out of pocket entirely yeah for sure and yeah the funny thing was is i remembered uh, a while back i had heard about the bass pro shops pyramid mm. and then i was like what's going on with this pyramid and first of all i would like you to know is there a crystal skull at the apex of the top of that pyramid in Excuse- memphis tennessee is there a crystal skull at the absolute point of it? Yes, there is. What? Yes, there is. Wait. And it's confirmed. Oh. There's not conspiracy theory. They built it like that. They made it like that on purpose. Mm-hmm. It was um, a, some would say artist. Others would say a kind of crazy person. Um, a Memphis artist named Mark Seahearts. Or I can't tell if that's because it was basically a father and then the son took it up. <laughs> okay. And the, they but were. He was like, you know, I've got to carry on my dad's mission here. I've got to get that yeah. skull I'm on top going of to that get building. I'm going to get that there and they were going to build three gigantic pyramids on uh, the south bluffs of Memphis overlooking the Mississippi River. You might be like, wow, Memphis, why would they put it there? Well, I'm sorry. Did you not know that there was a Memphis, Egypt? Because if you I didn't, did. I you're a that. piece of shit. Oh, okay. I knew that. <laughs> no, so what just hit me there square between the eyes is that I'm reading American Gods right now and I just got to the point where he thinks he has to go to Cairo and then they're like, no, Cairo, Illinois. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, carry on. Yeah, basically, Mark Seahart's was like going to build three of these gigantic things, and it was going to be like the Eiffel Tower in Memphis. He did get one done, and it was an entirely cursed. Uh, everything <laughs> that's happened with it has been bad. On opening 
God night, said no. On opening night, it flooded. God said no. On opening night, the arena floor flooded. Uh, it was built to be like a concert and arena and stadium. The acoustics are terrible inside of a pyramid. Re- yeah, be- because it's the shape. For reasons that yeah, are... Yeah, it means off that shape that just like really funnels really everything to, the to a single point. <laughs> what was the quote that he was quoted as saying? Because I really loved this one that it oh, was... Oh, jeez, gosh darn. It's going to be a monument like the Statue of Liberty or the Eiffel Tower, a signature for the city. The difference is this will have something inside of it. (laughs) (laughs) Which I do love this. By the way, I've been rent on an audio medium, I've been rendered speechless. By the way, the difference is. By the way, I just want to focus on that one for a minute because he's <laughs> not fucking in. wrong. I, well, well stuff oh, inside I'm sorry. The Town is a place. Oh, great! Yeah, there's Walking a gift up. shop. One time, a man gave me a gift there for free, and I was 14. Yeah, you can get like a 12 year old tiny Eiffel Tower. There's a bunch of stairs in the Eiffel Tower. There's nothing. and a gift shop and a restaurant. Is there a shooting cool. range? No, it's because France. there sure is a shooting rage inside of this pyramid. Of course there is. The, it's is a there, Bass Pro is there, is there, do you have to check your gun whenever you come in? You sure do. Are you allowed to bring your own ammo? No. Oh, do you know what street this pyramid's on? What? Do you know where the address is? What? I can guess. Pyramid Street? I'm going to go ahead and guess Bass Pro Shop Drive. It's one Bass Pro Drive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. To be fair. Uh, They're like that in every city. The big problem was that it, they, so they did not plan for this to be a Bass Pro Shop. Oh, okay. Well, that makes way more sense just off the bat. Yeah. Uh, Bass Pro Shop was not around. No, I love that. It's a twist for me, personally. They started it out and it was going to be an arena and uh, basically have sports and then it was also going to be a concert venue. But as we talked about, very bad ideal (laughs) concert venue because of the shape of a pyramid. Not great. The craziest part is, so they did start using it as different sporting events. Okay. They had one sports team that was in there for a while and they got an NBA team in Memphis and then they were in there for like a short period of time and then they went ahead and built an entire actual stadium like an actual oh, proper stadium like right nearby because they were like no this is not good <laughs> we're not, we, can't, we can't keep getting away <laughs> this with this this is not good we'll be going um, like this yeah and so then yeah basically Bass Pro Shops we get to my bring up my little notes Bass Pro Shop um, it's a Bass Pro Shop it's not for amateurs you gotta be a pro at the base Wow, I didn't know they had a jingle. They yeah. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bass it was, Pro Shop is not for amateurs at the bass guitar. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. I just looked it up and I think that the dad died in like 89 and <gasps> the son would look it on and it was built That's in like 1991. Oh, That's wow. when you were born. Coincidence? Coincidence. And basically, it was in operation until 2004 was when it just went completely dark. They didn't have any use for it anymore. So no one they were like, like, fuck this pyramid. Like, it's, a bad, it's a bad sporting venue. It's, it's a bad yeah. music venue. And they tried pyramid. renovating the hell out of it. And it was just like, this pyramid is not doing what They're we like, wanted to do. This shit works in They Vegas. tried to make it a big box that was like completely cost prohibitive <laughs> and stupid. Yeah. And, tried to shave the um, sides down. <laughs> Basically, in 2008, like four years later, Bass Pro Shops, the city and Bass Pro Shops reached a tentative agreement, short on details, but based on an intent to develop the then abandoned structure. And then on June 2010, after five years of negotiating, Holy five sh- years of being like, give us this damn pyramid. No, no. 
Well, who's using it? No one. Why? Because no it's bad. Um, yeah. Basically, they finally said, you know what? Fucking do it, Bass Pro Shops. Do it. Give it. Do it, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't even give a shit anymore. Just fucking do it. And they did it. And guess what? It what? sounds so fucking rad in there. There is a 105 room a hotel. What? There is two restaurants. One of them is called Uncle Buck's Fish Bowl and Grill. There's a bowling alley. Not a big thing because there's a bowling alley in the one that I went to today in Round Rock. That's no special prize. You don't get a prize for that one. An aquarium. You hear that? There is the uh, Sky High Catfish Cabin, a restaurant, bar, and aquarium at the top of the fuck building. Now that does speak to me. And you know fish love to be high in the sky. It's a bit dark to have an aquarium in a fishing shop. Yeah. Bass Pro but Shops. they're up high, so they know that they're better than those fish down there. Who oh, are I'm dead. sorry. Do you have 600,000 gallons of water features in your in your fucking thing? I don't. No. In what thing? And also, the fu- which <laughs> thing are we talking about? In the pyramid. In my pyramid? No, actually. No. <laughs> also, no, I don't. Uh, Ducks Unlimited, which is also part of it. She's also have, part of it. I can have it. unlimited ducks. You don't want unlimited ducks. <laughs> don't want them. Right now. But Ducks Unlimited is also there, and they claim to have They're the highest there. quality artifacts. Du- I'm guessing duck related. Call the ducks. Call They've the got ducks. it. They got them all. And oh um, it sounds like an absolute fucking blast. And also the images of this massive pyramid that I do just have to say very, very well could be a cursed monument because there is the this crystal skull at the top that has been confirmed multiple times that there is a crystal skull at the apex of it. That must have been a weird meeting with the like whoever was funding it and the architect who's like, and yeah, and then like, so we're going to have the pyramid. It's going to be really cool. And then it's like a crystal skull. You know, the, the, <laughs> like, I'm like, what was that last thing? I think yeah. that just there's there's just it's, it's really just a good it's, example of being able to say, hey, you have a dream that's like, hey, I live in Memphis, Tennessee, and I think there should be a gigantic gas pyramid over here. What's going to happen to it after I'm done with it? Who the fuck cares? The city will have to figure it out. Pop the world ceases skull. to exist when I am gone. When I'm gone, <laughs> you just figure it out. None um, of you are real. So I'll just pop a skull up there. That's what I'm saying. I need more of this. I need more of this in the world. And I also need <laughs> more gigantic companies like Bass Pro Shops making a very strange, mm-hmm. very bizarre Disney world inside of abandoned places. I was going to say, it's like a Bass Pro Shop theme park. Oh, I love it's, that. Yeah, it's it's like so definitely where are we going? part of there. Um, we are all probably already there because I think by invoking in the way, Crystal Skull's name. It uh, is transporting hard, us. Hard pep. Excuse me? Did you just curse yourself? Yeah, we're all cursed. cursed. It so uh, it was bonkers to know that that Bass Pro Shop was not just Bass Pro Shop getting somebody getting wild over there and being like, hey, we're going to make a we're going to make a big pyramid. It, oh, but it I was, genuinely thought it was built to be a I Bass th- Pro Shop. I thought it was too, but it's also even weirder to be like some guy in the 1950s is like, you know what, motherfuckers, <laughs> we're putting a pyramid right down here. And by the way, again, it was supposed to be one of three. One of them would have been a two third scale uh, pyramid uh, of the ones in Giza. Yeah. The, yeah. The OGs. Like, yeah. Those boys. They were like, he was not going to stop with this one, but life did stop him because so, he died. But this was going to be, this was, <laughs> life, but it did actually stop. It did actually life stop for did him. did stop him. Uh, so wait, so the one that was built, is that, wait. was that the biggest one? That was, uh, no, design? I think, no, no, no. That was, I think. That was uh, the biggest one? It was not the biggest one that he had planned. Interesting. I think he was either starting out s- small or starting out medium, well, but he wasn't yeah. starting out big. When you want it, when you're starting a big project like that, whenever 
are you making a pyramid, everybody? If you're at home and you're thinking about making a pyramid in your local town, the <laughs> most important thing big. is don't start out with the big one yet. Start out with yeah. the medium or to small. I recommend the small. Yeah. Um, and then and if there's anything that goes wrong, you can always get a Bass Pro Shops or a Cabela's. Right. And the skull's already been done. So let's think of something else to put on the top of that. You know, a human skull like would be great. A human skull would be really pretty cool. A time capsule for when aliens come. Full of human skulls, yeah. preferably. Yeah, preferably. And other animal skulls. And, you don't um, know what's going to be around. Signed, uh, like take that CDs. I think that would be. You take that. The funniest part to me is that long after humans are gone and alien civilizations are walking through, you know, trying to figure sure. out what the fuck happened over here, Oof. they're absolutely going to come across this Bash Pro Shops pyramid, and they are really going to <laughs> think it's a church. Think that there was some sort of gigantic <laughs> this significance. Is, this is where the god lived, <laughs> and it was like in this like do Bass Shop, who this god Bass Pro are Shops Bass was, <laughs> or Ducks Unlimited, but we theorize that Bass Pro Shops was a mighty god <laughs> who taught I, them all to fish. I want to check out the much calmer Ducks Limited. Yeah. And just to see where they've set the boundaries. <laughs> they, they have a pretty hard hard ratio in mind. They're like, oh, you're going to mess me up with that. That's in Ducks Unlimited. Get out of here. <laughs> Get the hey, fuck out of here. We got five ducks over here. Do not bring in a sixth one. <laughs> no. This is it. We yeah, have, get that shit over there for Ducks Unlimited. here at Ducks asshole. Limited. There will be, I'm sorry, we are not the fuckers in the pyramid. We are the, we are the fuckers trying to say there needs to be five ducks and that's it and that's it no we drew a line in the sand and we said wild keep out (laughs) this is a civilized place Amazing. Amazing. Get the fuck out of here with these six ducks. Yeah. And that's the tale. And that's the tale. That's my tale, because it's like, oh was it a Tomb of the Dead? Not really. Damn, I really brought it away. I guess. No, you, they don't sell fish at Bass Pro Shops. No, they, sell, they things sell things to everything kill fish. to kill fish. Thank you, Chelsea. Yeah. And also archery. And a gun range. Well, yeah, so. Which you can bring your own gun to, which is still the most American the thing. Yes, you can bring your own gun to it. You cannot bring your own ammo. You have to check your gun at the front whenever you come in. Check your Ugh. gun. Ugh, so many rules. <laughs> Beautiful. Because will you be scoring at the end? I would simply love to score at the end. Okay, then we will make that happen for you. Are you ready to hear my tale? Yeah. I feel like Chelsea is going to get a huge kick out of this. And also, you know a lot about this. Because there was one time that I was here, we were co-working. Yeah. And you like to watch some TV shows while you work. Allegedly. It helps with your mind palace. That's true. Allegedly. And we were watching a particular show that you say you watch every year. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. That had a particular theme. Do you remember which show it was? Was it Get or Break It? The Gymnastics Teams? It was. Yeah. Is is this like like, Cheer? Or I've never watched it. It's like a teen drama about gymnastics. Okay. So my topic. Well, let me just kick it off with this. Please. This is what I written. Two months before the Tokyo 2021, technically, Olympics, Simone Biles, the most decorated gymnast Super, yeah. ever, the reigning women's gymnastics all-round champion, made history by becoming the first woman to successfully perform a Yurchenko double pike in competition. A move considered so perilous and challenging that no other woman has attempted it, per the New York Times, apparently. The skill found the 24-year-old launching herself towards a stationary vaulting horse at speeds of up to 15 miles per hour, flipping her body through the air, a full two and a half times and landing it perfectly. <laughs> it was wild. I watched, I like looked this up on YouTube while I was researching this topic and the commentators at this event are just like, oh, 
holy shit. <laughs> she just did that. She gets so high in the air for somebody who's like 410 or 411. Tiny, yeah. tiny, Can I lady. just interject and just real quickly say that whenever I did try gymnastics as a child, I got very scared of going upside down and it was kind of the deal breaker <gasps> for me. And that is Same. a big part of it. So landing that vault is far from the only example of Simone Biles making gymnastics history. She is widely considered the greatest female gymnast of all time. The athlete was the first to perform at least four exceptionally difficult skills in competition, including a triple-double on floor and a double-double dismount on beam, which I'm sure is very impressive. I don't those know. sound like burgers to me. They do sound like know. burgers. I've, I've eaten all of those. And like I just said, she's the most decorated gymnast, male or female, in world championship history. Actually, not technically in Olympic history. That still belongs to... God. Rush, uh, to God. Exactly. Yeah, Thank does. you. Look it up. I was thinking, as so I was watching the Olympics at the Lunas house, where I was in San Antonio this week. And, you know, they just had kind of had it on the background going all day and you saw the different events and I was watching some of the gymnastics and I was like, out of context, this is so fucking weird. People launching themselves around the floor and jumping on these like horse things and like all of it is so very strange. And I'm like, how did we, how did this, how did this happen? Because you can kind of get with like running real fast. Sure. A lot of the other different Olympic sports, but this one I was like, how have we got to this very like performative dancey, but also incredibly ridiculously strong? What is going on here? So I want to chart us a course from classical civilization, the past two millennia to now and how we've got gymnastics as it exists now. And as I started looking into it, it's very interesting. So as we know of like the whole Olympics and everything, the sport traces its roots to ancient Greece where men and men only performed physical exercises in spaces, (laughs) spaces (laughs) known as gymnasiums. They still are gyms. That's where we get gyms from. The Greek word gymnasium means to exercise naked. And so guess what? We need to go back to the proper definition. (laughs) The entire Olympic, well, every sport really in the ancient world, including running, tumbling, floor exercises, weightlifting, wrestling, swimming were all undertaken naked. And the cowards and at the we- Olympics won't do it anymore because they're scared. <laughs> cowards. The, cowards the Olympic committee. There. They won't do it. IOC, if you're listening to this, I know that you are. <laughs> you fucking cowards. Make them all do it naked. I just want to point out that in the Bible, when people first put little plants over their ding-dongs, did God like it? No, he was fucking mad. He was pissed he was as pissed. hell. Yeah, so and maybe think about that. And when the, the next time you don't want to work out yeah. naked. Planet Fitness. And when the Catholic Church put little leaves over all the statues no one, no one liked that either they would chop yeah. the dicks off and put leaves on like yeah. priceless statues because they were like oh how uncouth but for ancient Greeks gymnastics was part of a slate of activities designed to promote physical and mental health the Athenians wisely held that there could be no health of the mind unless the body were cared for That's and they also thing. viewed exercise as a powerful sort of spiritual remedy against diseases which Begone is like disease. like they got the they kind of got it right but with like the wrong uh, like no science behind it they were just like if we run real fast we won't get us sick and it's like well yeah because your body's healthier but not okay sure I didn't know anything back then run that's from diseases cool, we have <laughs> run away now. we have phones now and that's why we know it all so that was just in Athens in like Sparta it was all about who's the bravest and who's the more who's better at war and so doing gymnastics mm-hmm. and, and performing these activities were much about much more about being awesome yeah who's and, strong and yeah. fighting who's and strong the, and the who strongest the best yeah and who's kissing but Those when we say gymnastics now we think about well we'll get into like the minutiae of it in a little bit but we think about you know like the floor techniques and the pommel horse and the different bars 
at different levels and the rings and stuff, right? Was it clean and jerk? That's Excuse weightlifting. Uh, clean and jerk is weightlifting. That's when you lift and flip it up. I don't know enough to also, like but, directly contradict, but like that always looks so It's very painful. Yeah. You're right in a way, Max, because gymnastics used to mean kind of everything. It used to mean boxing, wrestling, racing, weightlifting, like all of it, especially in the ancient Olympic Games, which ended in 393 CE. I don't know what CE is. Is that the same as AD? Oh, it's current era. The same as AD. Kind yes. Of. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that ended in like around 400 ADCE, whichever you prefer. ACDC is what I use. ACDC, sure. <laughs> sure. So in terms of like why they would do this, a lot of the time it was still like the best gymnasts were the best like hunters, the best gatherers. They were like the people sent out to jump, jump over bulls. And there's like a 15th century BCE fresco in Crete that shows three individuals like leaping over a bull in the same kind of manner that you would see modern vaulting happening. They were like, ha ha, because that was like really the only point of doing it. And there were a different kind of gymnastics going on in, in other countries, in Egypt and in China at the time. And so there's lots of different um, old, very old paintings that you've that we have that show a mixture of this like strength training and also starting to show this kind of incorporated elements of dance like we see now. Because you know, when they, they're doing the incredible like flipping themselves through the air eight times and then they do like a couple of minutes of just move, like, <laughs> just like, ha ha! Yeah, of like just moving their hands around and being like, yeah, woo! I don't really get what that's about, but it's been around forever. Well, do you yeah. know what it's about? Uh, well, I do know that only the women have to do it. And it goes back to like a deeply rooted, like weird sexism in women's sport of yeah. just like men and women both do gymnastics, but women gymnasts at the professional level or like the Olympic level are required to do like dance skills mm-hmm. and like are graded on things like poise that the male gymnasts are not. Because we are it shows get into their that. fertility and that they are good house for baby. And I think that we can all you agree that that's the most. Exactly right. Oh yeah. no, that's really it. Yes. I was making a bad joke. So after... <laughs> Uh, after the uh, like ancient Olympic Games stopped happening, gymnastics as a as an art form as a sport kind of fell into obscurity. Mostly like early medieval Europeans shunning extracurricular physical activity because of like self discipline in Christianity. Like no tumbling, no, no, no um, tumble, only pray, only pray, no tumble, no dance, no leaping through the air, just pray and probably a bit of self flagellation. I don't know, no tumble, only whip. Yeah, it was like very much cultural taste. Everyone thought it was uncouth. Mm. Can I also just um, introduce uh, one more uncouth thing? Just because we mentioned tumbling. Um, I did have a doll as a child that was a doll for girls that was called Baby Tumbles. And it was a baby that did tumbling um, because she had like a weighted head. In what way? Oh. Uh, It was supposed to be like like a gymnastics tumbling. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Baby Tumbles. Oh my God. Yes, it had a heavy ass head and it would make it just kind of automatically. I feel like I can see the 90s commercial. Baby Tumbles. Yeah. and Baby uh, Tumbles. yeah, my mom was just like, sure, I'll buy the the sure. doll for you. I don't give it. I don't give a shit. You're like, this will never have consequences I did, later. I did put it, push it down the stairs a lot, and I thought it was very. Funny. That is funny. That's objectively funny. Okay, so that's all I wanted to interject here. Yeah, so, I mean, that's interesting because it will tie in a little bit later with the American perception of gymnastics. So, mm. because early nineties, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was that would have been the time. So, when you think about the medieval era, and everyone's very chaste, very holy, very praying, and so tumbling and that kind of gymnastic 
stuff really fell to your actors or professional dancers or like jugglers and fools. That would be a whole thing that they could no. tumble. That a they fool. could tumble. Jesters no. and all that kind of thing. Like those are the people that tumble. Oh, he's a real tumbler. Yeah. yeah. Modern gymnastics or anything resembling what we know now emerged during the Enlightenment when Europe was like, oh, actually, what about education and stuff? Like physical and mental education. And all this comes from, by the way, a New Zealand-based sports scholar. Not for me, but good for her. Georgia Kervin or Servin? I think it's Kervin. Sorry, Georgia, if that's wrong. Many 19th century gymnastics regimens had nationalist overtones. This is how it all got restarted. Mm, that does With make sense. Activity falling under a broader education program for citizens geared at having a population that was both healthy and able to serve the country and military. So it was still kind of both. You're telling me that nationalist, like a nationalist uh, pastime sprung up in the early 20th century? I know, that doesn't sound right? right with the other things no, that I know about I the early 20th right. century. Enter the grandfather of gymnastics, so-called German educator Johann Christoph Friedrich Gutsmuth. Good. He published Great. a written guide to the sport in 1793 titled Gymnastics for Youth. And it outlined two forms of gymnastics, natural or utilitarian and artificial or non-utilitarian. The former was about physical health and the latter was about aesthetics and art and much more like the artistic gymnastics, the flubity. Oh, here am I. I'm flipping around, but it's like so pretty. And then in 1804, you know, he did a little revision, a revised edition. He lauded physical education as a way to fully develop the aptitude of the physical individual and attain the body's potential beauty and perfect usefulness. Oh, that's odd. God have the usefulness <laughs> with the body. I love a useful body. If you're not using that pinky every goddamn week, then you are really Max, messing up. please, this is a family podcast. So- it's not for <laughs> sex stuff. So, you can okay. use it to... It's not for <laughs> sex stuff. Chick-perlis. Okay. So Goodsmiths, for it to see. He was the grandfather. And then this Prussian dude... Former soldier Friedrich Ludwig Jan was, was, was apparently the father of gymna- modern gymnastics. He developed a program of physical education after witnessing his home country's defeat at the hands of Napoleon. And he was no. like, you know what? What if we were like really strong? Mm. I've so, often thought that about myself. Like, yeah. What if I was really strong? And he decided yeah. that fresh air expeditions, gymnastics, and calisthenics was the perfect way of building national character and inspiring a love for the fatherland and purity of the people. Love period. Loves the fatherland. His training regimen directly influenced the Hitler Youth Movement of the following century. So I, yeah, I want to walk back Good a second ago. Job. I said I like purity of the people. Yeah. I walk that back. I yeah, walk she, really, she really like led you there. Yeah. She, she baited <laughs> us. And so throughout the 19th century, sort of like 11, 1811 around, like just from the very beginning of it, it started to really gain traction among young middle class students who really responded to this whole idea of nationalistic pride and national restoration. He started this movement called the Turn Varian movement, which means well, Turin to practice gymnastics and Varian clubs, gymnastic clubs. But they were known as Turners. Anyone who went to one of these clubs was called a Turner, not a gymnast. And they practiced their skills on things that we still see today pommel horses, parallel bars, balance beams, horizontal bars, all that kind of stuff. Benders? <laughs> no, benders. it's not. Uh, it is this where be. the German wheel comes from? Because I do love a German wheel moment. What's the German? Is that like the. Yeah, where they get guy? that wheel and they do like flippies? I, I would is say so. Is it called a German wheel? Yes. I, and I don't know why. So, 
<laughs> so Turner clubs, if you will. I will. And their distinct nationalist bent soon attracted the attention of far more conservative voices who objected to this idea of a Prussia free of French influence. They didn't like that. No. Anti-nationalist sentiment proved so strong that in 1819, the Prussian king, Frederick William III, banned gymnastics and placed Jan, our father of gymnastics, under house arrest. No more tumbling for you. No. And that wasn't lifted until 35 years later when his son was like, yeah, you guys can do gym. Like, who cares? Do gymnastics, whatever. It'll be like, fine. I literally don't give a shit. It's literally fine. So this all sort of like went along for a while in Europe, kind of started to really develop into a more of a sport, more of a hobby. This Bureau of European Gymnasts started, which is the predecessor of today's International Gymnastics Federation or FIG. Uh, that started in 1881. <laughs> and then 15 years later at the first Modern Olympic Games, male gymnasts, only males, competed in six individual events, horizontal parallel bars, pommel horse, rings, rope climbing, and vault. And you don't want to climb that rope. You gotta climb it real fast. Germany absolutely dominated the field. They got five gold medals, three silvers, and two bronzes. In 1900, male gymnasts competed in events more associated with track and field. That was still called gymnastics. So they would do pole vaulting and long jumping. And sort of throughout the 20th century standardization, they started to like bring things in like the floor exercise and take things out. But track and field was still in world gymnastics until the 50s. That was still part of gymnastics was also also track and field. Mm -hmm. This is fun for women. Women gymnasts participated in demonstration exercises at the Olympics as early as 1906. Hi, Candy. But they weren't actually, oh. like, yeah, they just got to like demonstrate. Oh, like, yeah. wait, what if we could? But we can't. But, we, but like, what but if we, we could? <laughs> they couldn't compete until 1928. Well, they weren't ready yet. That's yeah. when you were born, well, Max. Here's why they- I was born in 1928, <laughs> and women just weren't ready yet at that point. They True. couldn't compete because it was seen as an aggressive and masculine sport. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're really doing a lot of flips. You're doing a lot of flipping around. Well, you're, you're being a bender, as and, Max pointed out. And that's, mm-hmm. as you were saying, far too strenuous for women. Oh. And their house. And what if it, men were convinced that their wives' reproductive health would just go down the drain? What, if they what's ex- going to happen to their house for babies? If they exercise, can't let them exercise. No. I know. It must be kept in a cage like veal. Yes. And so that's <laughs> why the... Fig, the body behind gymnastics, designed women's gymnastics in a way that would showcase femininity and demonstrate <laughs> that participating so in sports stupid. was not just safe for women's health, but maybe beneficial. Maybe good. I don't know if this is the first time that you've ever talked about it on the podcast, but like, I'm just going to go ahead and say personally for me, I think that some of the attitudes about women or femininity mm-hmm. in the past and present and ostensibly, hopefully not too long in the future, sure. um, uh, are just actually <laughs> not grounded in reality or at all helpful. Say more, King. Uh, wow. That's just, I'm just, I'm That's just, just putting it out. I'm just the down there. That's just off the dome. Off the top. They said, we're going to reward high scores with traditional female values. <gasps> Soft, passive movements <gasps> that showcase flexibility, beauty. <gasps> And grace. We love a flexible. Thing. I would love it if you like beefing the entire routine by just moving your your hand forward too quickly. Oh gosh. from your wrist, showing and- an ankle. But that happens. Uh, you know that happens now. Yes, I know that that happens. Yeah. I don't know anything about. They're sports. like the hand flip was just so aggressive and masculine. Yeah, we're gonna have to take points. Or like if you're like bra strap shows, that it's like you can do like a perfect eight thousand flip in the air, but then at the and end, like if you if you like land with your legs too bent or your bra strap is showing. 
or like, you like disgusting. Yeah, they're like filthy. They're like you fucking monster, like De- defeminized beast. Creature. You filthy yeah. woman. You absolute beast. 18 points off. Yeah. Disgusting. Get out. Go I'm home. disgusted. I'm not horny. Yeah. But what do you think it was during the middle of the 20th century that really got people, well, some countries super interested in gymnastics? Uh, was it hashtag e-racism? Was it World War II? No, wait. No, who, World who War II. legs broken? Tanya. That's I, Tanya? That is eye skating. She's yeah. a figure skater. That's eye skating. No, well, well, what could what could put two countries on edge in a sport? Oh, the Cold War. Like the Cold War. Why Whoa. not use Just gymnastics like as a yeah. cultural battleground for the Cold War? Which is exactly what is they did. Is that why America and Russia are such dominant forces? Yep. Holy shit. What was that? Wasn't that also the Eric Bana movie Munich? I don't know. I haven't it. seen yeah, it. Yeah, we all saw that. I haven't seen that. I one. remember watching it. I remember reading it. won bored. awards. It won a lot of awards. And it but was at what cost? <laughs> right. Essentially, all Olympics around that time. In, around that 60 year period? Pretty much in all sport. Well, those four Olympics then. <laughs> The ideologies of communism and capitalism were represented by these two warring teams, and they really went to town on it. Winning out of sport was effectively billed as being superior, proving the superiority of that country, which kind of it still is, really. They're oh, like, absolutely. absolutely. They're like, oh, who, who won the Olympics? Oh, was it American? <laughs> Thought so. Na- I mean, yeah, nationalism absolutely still fuels the Olympics. Right. Actually, I think we got rid of nationalism. I haven't seen any evidence of That's actually around none. It. <laughs> I haven't seen any evidence you haven't of it. Seen for any a while. No, 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 I actually think that most countries are actually pretty much like let's all work together and, and America's like let's all work together we'll yeah everyone's everything. like really about better it. together let's all get the vaccine we're all doing great Every yeah. let's, come on right great yeah. so basically because of and there's been like a bunch of documentaries about this because of the way that the Soviet Union treated their athletes which was not great Russia came out absolutely swinging in gymnastics and they had that well it's the Soviet Union at the time they had this gymnast Olga Corbett who was really the first sort of gymnast super like global superstar in 1972 she was 17 years old she performed a backward somersault on the beam in an international competition and received a 9.8 out of 10 which was totally unprecedented at the time and this move now known as the Corbett flip is considered so dangerous that Olympic gymnasts are forbidden from even trying it nice and they were like you will do this and she did and then there was another incredible Olympic champion Nadia Komansineki of Romania who was also I think at that time still part of the Soviet Union, I think so. And she absolutely slayed as well. And so then the Americans were like, hang on a second. We're Time for us to get awesome at this that we previously really not cared about. But no, now they want to do that. China and the US actually really upped the ante. 1984 Olympics that was boycotted by the Soviet Soviet team, the US men's team won its first gold medal. And that same year, a 16-year-old from West Virginia, Mary Lou Retton, who'd grown up copying the absolute like blinding tricks that the Russians were winning with, the Soviets were winning with. She won the individual all-round title and became the first US woman to capture an individual medal of any color. And from pretty much of that point on, 1984 onwards, America has been like, gymnastics! This is what we do! Yeah. Uh, America, get them in there. And they, to be fair, they fucking do. <laughs> they, they massively ascended all the way through to 1996, probably after your tumbling doll had come out, maybe mm-hmm. around in that time. The Magnificent Seven was this U.S. team that won the <gasps> won the first. 
first women's all-round title. This is the one with Carrie Strug, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 18-year-old Carrie Strug secured the team's first place finish by vaulting on an injured ankle. She and 19-year-old Dominic Dawes yeah. became the first African-American woman to win a gold medal in gymnastics. And so ever since then, that's why the U.S. is so insanely attached to Olympics and their Olympic teams. And it just kind of it just kept going every summer Olympics since. The U.S. gymnast, like Nasia Lewikin, Gabby Douglas, obviously Simone Biles, 2008, 2012, 2016, they have all claimed the top title uh, since... Well, so, I'm sorry, 2004, 16-year-old Carly Patterson became the first American woman to win the individual all-round gold medal in a non-boycotted Olympics, and they haven't let that drop since. Every year since then, America has claimed that title. But in recent years, gymnastics has undergone a reckoning, with athletes pushing back against a deeply entrenched culture of abuse. It would be remiss to not talk about at all. Larry Nassar, the former USA Gymnastics National Team doctor, it came out that he had sexually abused hundreds of the people in his care and is currently serving 60 years in prison. Not enough. And the stereotype view that gymnasts must be young and petite is being challenged by competitors like 33-year-old Chelsea Mel and 46-year-old Oksana Chusovitina. Yeah. I watched that. I remember reading about her. It was like she had retired because it's, you know, typically a sport that like it's often teenagers, not, not just like young women, but teenagers. And she was in her 40s and she had retired, but then she came out of retirement retirement because her her son got ill and mm. she first like needed to like pay the bills but also like you know kind of a statement about like wanted to prove that i you know could do it and she competed at the olympics this year in it's her so 40s yeah whips it's so cool and that's the other thing is there's all like been so much like irritating discussion and like the i don't think i think it's more of like the twitter channels or whatever i don't think it's like actually a discussion that people are having in their households <laughs> but like of the like you know the weird ass like you know trans aggression uh, towards like trans athletes oh yeah but it's been so interesting whenever i've run across uh like female athletes talking about everything and being like hey you've never given a single shit about our mm. entire sport and don't now you, you dare come, come in here and try to tell me like what this yeah. is it was like you don't even like you don't give a shit well i really loved the german team pushing back in the olympics this year i don't know if you saw that but they competed in full-length leggings because they were like why the fuck should i have to have my ass out to make to do this sport right yeah. And like I was sitting with Miles's dad, we were watching some of it, and he was like, "You're like you're a camera person. You were at London 2012. Tell me this: Why do the beach volleyball people have to wear that?" And I was like, "Sexism. Yeah, literally the only reason. Oh, because uh, men decide what they wear, and so yeah. they wear a teeny tiny bikini. Right. <laughs> like and I think it's actually called an itty bitty teeny weeny little polka dot bikini. Yeah, yeah, with your Olympic number on it. It's just it's so weird. The other thing is my favorite thing about all of the Olympics is no matter how like small and petite or like you know just all of these different forms of athletes i know that every single one of those people could fuck me up oh my gosh <laughs> like, within an instant i'm just like oh my god like simone biles is like what like five like four she's just like four ten or four eleven yeah, yeah. four ten and i'm like like she could absolutely kick my ass like all of these people could yeah it's and, so fun and you've perfectly worked me back into my final point here yeah. that contrary to all these sexes <gasps> four eight i'm so sorry she is four eight, four, eight. that is petite oh. tiny teensy contrary to the sexist underpinnings of gymnastics emphasis on femininity and being oh so pretty with your movements Simone Bath has clearly established herself as an athlete who comes in with strength and sheer power much more so than 
her soft passive movements. And obviously there's a shit ton of more work to be done in in bringing this sport out of its really nasty sexist underpinnings that really kind of dominate it right now. I think that a lot of sports has um, sexist underpinnings. No. Though. No, no. Okay, that's All sports one. are perfect except for this one instance that we're talking about right Got now. Got it. Okay, sorry. I thought, I, yeah, now I know. For the most part, women's sports leagues receive far less media com- coverage and investment and interest than the men's. And that is not the case with gymnastics. It's true. I, I couldn't name a male gymnast in the US team this year. And so, not one. I think that people like Simone Biles and, and her teammates speaking out against the sexism and the abuse and stuff hopefully will A, help with the enduring popularity of gymnastics as an incredible sport and watching these people do incredible things that exactly, like exactly what you just said could definitely fuck me up if they wanted to. <laughs> they do really, really incredible things and obviously they train so amazingly hard to be able to do those things. And so hopefully with the popularity of women's gymnastics, they can leverage that and just the incredible success of the US teams to try and make this sport more healthy and also fund fun women's sports on the exact same fucking level that you fund men, I know. like men's sports what the fuck this is absolutely when they win like look it's at the US so soccer team like as soon as they start doing oh, yeah. what they win everyone's like actually no this is good oh now we yeah. want it my admittedly limited but I guess like somewhat enthusiast understanding of like the way that gymnastics scores work are you have like as opposed to like um like this podcast where it's like oh uh do your thing and then we'll tell you how good it is uh <laughs> <laughs> gymnastics work where they know the skills you're going to do ahead of time like you submit your skills yeah. and they give you a base score or like a score sort of range that's like your degree of difficulty yeah um which is ranked and then your performance is scored based on like like say like your degree of difficulty sorry your degree of difficulty was like 16 then the highest you could score was 16 and based on like your performance on like the perfect ideal of whatever that um skill was like the closer you get to that ideal is the higher that you score so just like you were saying her scores were so high and that was factored into the entire team's potential total yeah that if she didn't do something just perfectly then it would it would be a much larger deficit of score than any Else and is. this is also what she has been talking about in terms of like the things that she she attempts are so enormously difficult, right? And that that she doesn't. Well, I don't know if she felt like she didn't get judged fairly, but she get judged far more critically. Yeah. Oh, this is true. So I do know this. So um, skills in women's gymnastics are graded with letters. So A are the easiest skills all the way up. Um, they actually, first of all, for one of her most recently named skills, which is if you're the first person to do something in competition, you get it named after you, like a Yurchenko. Mm-hmm. Um, she has four skills named after her. One of her most recent ones, they actually had to add a new level letter because it was not on the scale of what was already like possible. So she has today the only J level skill. Incredible. In like women's gymnastics. And it's one of her Biles skills. Which is wild that she could perform that and then he'd be like mm, no and right it wasn't perfect and also <laughs> i do have to say uh just because i i just I, I do have to have a disclaimer i do have to put it sure. out there please do because i know that she's doing the j level skills and i know that the 2028 uh olympics will be in la um and i'm actually going to be dedicating myself for the next oh, eight nice. years to do a K level skill for Kremke. A Kremke skill. But a the thing is, is it's actually I'm trying to go from K to Z because um, my goal <laughs> for my gym 
gymnastics <laughs> is just to do so many spins oh that I propel my spins in air and I basically become a little helicopter and I, I never stop. You know the one with <laughs> I never stop. The vault where they like run up really like run up for ages and then like do an amazing flip off something. Mm -hmm. I just see you like doing forward rolls just to get up to the vault. Yeah, yeah well thank you Ellie like, but it is a long laborious skill that he's chosen the Crumpy K skill. Here he goes. No Ellie what I'm trying to do is 17 wanna, forward rolls. Ellie, I want to basically do a big, I want to put my hands up in the air. I want to do a, a leap over. And then basically I just want to have the inertia and momentum mm -hmm. to start yep. lifting off of the ground, spin around constantly yep. like a propeller sure. into space yep. forever. Yep. And then all K through Z, that's the crimpy that's skill, it. baby. <laughs> that's just me. And where am I? I'm in space still doing it. Beautiful. I, for one, cannot wait for you to premiere the Krumkey yeah. at the international Thank you. level. Thank you. And for Thank shorthand, it, it's called the, the Cosmic Armand Croissant. Yeah, it's called the Cosmic Krumkey Armand Croissant. <laughs> That's it. And there he goes. Angie just ascending and, and he's, he's broken dead. the sound barrier. And he's dead. He's dead. dead. He's just hurtling through space. Spinning forever. Spinning forever. As an oh, ode forever. to American gymnastics. And that's, yeah, and that's well, the thing is Simone will be like, well, I'm not going to attempt that one. Well, I couldn't. Well, let me fully round things out, fully finish off with Ellie's TikTok moment. Ellie's TikTok Ellie's TikTok corner, which I feel like really um, envelopes everything we've been talking about in the last sort of 15 minutes or so, which was one of my favorite Olympic TikToks that I saw was someone filming on their phone uh, one of like the incredible synchronized divings, right? And the, this couple dive into the water and the commentators are all like, ooh, Ooh, yeah just like not not exactly what they hoped for <laughs> and then the camera of us and this guy's in bed like covered in snacks and he's like mm, that was shit <laughs> that was shit you're shit yeah. I love to do that I love to like just get yeah an indulgent snack and be like I can fucking do that I can do that I can fucking look do at that. these synchronized fucking divers that was shit <laughs> Chelsea has brought up some of the gymnastics on the page and even just even any one of them is incomprehensible to me of like how you have that much muscle control and I'm I saying, don't fucking do it. It's so impressive. It doesn't make any sense. It's so cool. It's witchery. I feel like there was a time in my life when I was like, again, a tot, that I loved like... <laughs> a tot? A tot. When I like loved like jumping off of like, you know, like the high oh, like sure. um, diving board or whatever and like being like, oh, here's my little move. But I still always, even if it was like a little move that I thought I could do, like a splits in the air or something like that, I do just remember like jumping up to do it and kind of being like, oh God, oh fuck, oh God, oh God, oh fuck. And like hoping like whatever my body did was right and so the idea of like being like I'm gonna simply propel myself in the air as hard and as fast as I can mm -hmm. but while I'm there I'm going to do these exact twists and turns is yeah. wild to and then me. I'm gonna land on my feet yeah and just like knowing what your body's gonna do in that scenario is wild to me Chelsea what are the scores on the doors oh my god scores on the doors boards on the floors so let's talk about it as two competitors going face to face facet oh to facet if you will will I'm you so scared. I she will. will I will every time all right, Maximilian, one in a million. Yes. Do you know what that's from? No. There's a movie called Pixel Perfect where there was a blonde lady and she, it was like Princess and the Popper, but it was like a model and a normie. 
and she pretended to be this model. And then her brother was like a little boy and he was like a little tot and he wanted to become famous and he had a headshot made and it was like, his name isn't Max anymore. It's Maximilian. He's one in a million. I'm grabbing the pillow to smother Chelsea. Um, (laughs) It's better this way. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So we talked about Memphis being in um, Egypt as well as Tennessee. Love that. Reminded me of like a really cool road trip I did through like Tennessee, North Carolina. Loved that. I'm going to give you a base score and base degree of difficulty of uh, 16 just for that. And then I'm going to be like, oh my God, Max, we have been friends for like so long. And I feel like sometimes like we're just like very in sync and like that's when we can sing together. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. So I love that. And I'm going to give like an additional like 47 points for that. (laughs) And then I am going to have to take away 30 points. No. I know. But one for every year that you've been alive. Minus two. (laughs) And that's just fair. And that's just fair. It is fair. And that's just simply fair. And also I'm going to have to take away another two points because you body shamed my cat when he can't help that his butthole's out there. He's naked all the time. He doesn't wear pants. Okay. So was his any butthole, of this related to my topic? Yes, I told okay. you. It was great. It was well organized. Okay. It had I thoughts. You gave me 17 points for that. Yeah, that's really hot. It was 16. You got 31 overall. Yeah. Yes! Nice. Smell arena. Yeah. Smell arena of time. Yeah. Smell arena. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. I love gymnastics. Check about make it or break it. I love that. That's five points. You had a starting value of 12 because you always bring like the absolute, you know, like she does her homework. She does it. She understands the assignment. Thank you. I'm going to give another 10 points for Ellie's TikTok uh, moment because that's really fun. I love bringing that. Another 10 points for just like explaining what I did not know, which was the sort of um, the like origin story of this sort of weird sexual dimorphism between male and female gymnastics. Well, they have to be house. They've got to be house. And it always comes back to house. you got to be house for baby. Please tell me you've talked about house for baby on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. People sure. know about what house for baby is. It's, it's your women. womb. <laughs> <laughs> and my womb is hostile. <laughs> Because I put a little plastic tea in there to make it hustle. To say, no, baby. No, baby. Not doing it. Not today. Well, then, Max, you are today's victor. I I come up with 27, but you we win the day with 31. Ah! And the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid of Death. I went to Bass Pro Shop, and I got amazing clothes, and then I used my experience of Bass Pro Shop to win this podcast, and I love it. I'm having a very good day. So what are we at now? I have no idea. I have to go back, because Patrick gave us insane scores that I really have to evaluate thank you guys so much for listening I hope you really enjoyed that episode Max where can people find you if they so wished oh my god you can find me at Max J Cookie on TikTok (gasps) or if you really want to be a real sweetheart you can go to Bass Drop Cattle Co on TikTok do it you can find some opinions about grass fed beef is that where the ranch owner is dressed like a TikTok lesbian that's just how she normally dresses but it is fun that the 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 styles have caught up yeah it's really powerful (laughs) Chelsea where can people find you people can find me at Chelsea wherever internets are sold and you can find me at Ellie Main on Instagram and Ellie Maney on Twitter and you can find this podcast at WhatPod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Patreon and Redbubble.com if you want to get a really cool t-shirt Redbubble you should they're really awesome and or stickers out, or stickers or whatever you feel like and check out our website at thosetwogirls.club if you want to send us a message and have us say something fun on the podcast thank you so much for listening and this week I don't know maybe 
week, go learn something. Bam, 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 b